You are tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. And welcome to the Good News Program. This is Ted Cox, your host. We um, always like to come here every Thursday between 1 and 3 Central Time. We're broadcasting on IRLoneStar.com in downtown, beautiful, palatial Conroe, Texas. Uh, today, we have our uh, guest on, Terry Jaggers from Orphan Care Solutions. Uh, she's been on before, but we wanted to have her back on because we have some big events coming up and big news coming up and, and a lot of things that we hope that you can participate in and celebrate in. Uh, so we wanted to have her back on to talk about all of the needs. There, there is always a never-ending uh, uh, set of needs uh, for the children who are coming out of foster care and into into being adopted, uh, and uh, there's a number of organizations she works with, and so we wanted to talk a little bit about that. But, but before we jump into that, Terry, why don't you, for the people who may not have heard the first program, kind of talk a little bit about your background and how you knew very early on that this was going to be ultimately the call on your life, and kind of walk us through your story. Sure. Um, well, I went into foster care when I was four years old, and so I had an experience that I knew of and learned of foster care very young. And when I was in third grade, I had accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I was told um, in my experience in my head, um, I knew that I was going to be a part of changing the foster care system in Texas. And so I knew that. I just didn't know what that looked like. I had no idea what that would, uh, (laughs) what that meant. And it just, from a eight-year-old's point of view, all I really knew was that my daddy was the king of kings, the most high. And um, that made me the princess. Right, right, right. (laughs) I was the son of the the king or the daughter of the king, right? So um, that gives, that gave me... um, that, that helped me understand that I was adopted. I was an heir. Okay. You know, I was, I was somebody very special. I wasn't just a, a kid that was struggling with, um, you know, term, turmoil in right. family and life and, and that, but that I was, um, I was chosen to be um, valued. And, right. and so in that, I grew into my understanding and knowledge more um, as I got older, um, more into what foster care was like and, right. and the difficulties of that system. But um, then when I became a teenager, I kind of ran away from my faith a bit because that's not abnormal for um, teens, let alone kids of all kinds of different traumas and experiences. Right. But um, I um, uh, when I became an adult, a young young adult, I found my way back in uh, understanding my my identity. And in 2005, um, after, you know, back engaged in my relationship with the Lord, right. um, I was crowned Mrs. Texas. Right. Um, that was Good. a result of my foster kids because my we had become foster parents and okay. my husband and I. And um, 
Um, we had, uh, my foster kids thought it would be a great experience for us to get involved more in the foster care system with a platform. Okay. And they thought that that being a title holder um, would enable me right. the opportunity to afford having conversations with state legislators and right. and ultimately national legislators um, to change the foster care system. So right. I did that. I became Mrs. Texas. I ultimately ended up winning the national title and I ended uh, found an, a, a launching springboard of my experiences and in all areas of foster care uh, to be able to educate and provide uh, continuity among organizations that um, I wasn't affiliated with directly, but I had great knowledge of okay, and, right. and allowed me to uh, start working them together into a collaboration that ultimately here in Montgomery County started, um, at, it's where it started right. with uh, National Adoption Day and a group of organizations that wanted to see a way at which children that were in foster care could be um, we could we could get them out of the foster care system and really market and help people understand the need for permanent loving families for these children so that okay. they don't stay in the state system. I was working with the Dave Thomas Foundation on a national level for that same project. Okay. And so Montgomery County became the very first county uh, in which a template was created for the rest of the state of Texas and ultimately the United States is used um, for National Adoption Day and collaborative efforts. So okay. Orphan Care Solutions became out of that one okay. event. Okay. That oh, one wow. event wow. Okay. stemmed uh, a continuation of that collaborative movement, right. and uh, which included nonprofit organizations, the commissioners, court, county judge, the mayor at the time was Tommy Medcalf, um, uh -huh. uh, and many or CASA, many organizations, Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, working together for one event for the children created an ongoing relationship of goodwill right. that now we work with lots of not just events, but lots of problems in the foster care system to create solutions for those problems. Okay. So that that's what Orphan Care Solutions is. It's a collaborative, um, it's a collaborative effort that bridges not just the the stakeholders in foster care, but now with the faith-based community as well. So okay. that's what Orphan Care Solutions is. And that's where it got, <laughs> where it got, got its roots, right across the street, wow. right here from this radio station. Wow, that's incredible. I well, can't you, imagine you <laughs> being, you know, stage shy going through that that beauty contest too. That, I mean, I can see where you get the voice from. <laughs> so I have to tell you, um, I, I, just as a little fun note, my very first time I did the pageant uh, as Mrs. Texas, I was so not prepared because pageant has its own culture and it has its own expectations expectations of its contestants. Right. And when I made it to the top five, which was a big shock all in of itself, um, they asked me an onstage question. And I know your radio audience can't, can't, can't visualize this. So let me just kind of describe it. I tossed my hair back uh -huh. using my right hand and my left hand as I started to explain. Then they asked me, um, so I understand you have a large family. Could you tell us a little bit about them? I was so excited that the question was so simple that right. I became just non-pageant and <laughs> threw my hair back and said, oh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not win that one. I ended up in first, first runner up, um, and had to come back. And ultimately after three shots at first runner oh, wow. up, I ended up finally winning the state title, but no, I'm not the pageant girl. I'm not the parade winning kind of flag uh, parade waving kind of woman. I'm a get it done, get, get it, it down, get it dirty. Yeah, I want exactly. my crown broken. I want my sash replaced. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not a working queen, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> yeah, right. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, it, and it, it really is amazing. I, I know you kind of flew over a few years, uh, but I, I do want to go back because I, I think uh, as I've gotten to know you now, I'm intrigued 
most people have no clue what they're meant to do, what they're called to do, even as they get into their 20s and 30s and even 40s. Yeah. But here you knew early who you were as a result of your faith and what you were going to be doing. You had no clue what it was going to look like, but you knew that. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about um, how you came to faith? Was it what was it? a single message that you heard was I'd be happy your, to. Yeah, yeah. Cause that, cause that is really intriguing that that framed even now, even today, that still framed back then is what, yeah. what still framed that. That's just really intriguing. And yeah, I think inspiring. Story. Well, I had a, I have, um, uh, to help make some of it in context. I had a very loving mother, a okay. very loving mother. I still do. Thank God she's 85 years old and I, I love her deeply. Um, and she wanted me to know, um, to know God. Okay. She wanted me to. And so she encouraged me to go to church. Um, even when I was able to, to be, um, with her whenever, you know, so there, there was always that right. kind of hope you And even today, when you, if you know my mom, she's a very, um, loving kind of woman who, who, who wanted nothing more than to protect me in my life. Just gotcha. didn't always happen. Right. Um, right. but nevertheless, um, she, um, when I was in third grade, and I was uh, attending a, ba a Baptist church, one of the fire and brimstone type of Baptist churches gotcha. on right. Easter Sunday. Okay. And I had gone with our neighbor who had invited me to go with them. Um, I'd never been to this church before, and I'd never been to this kind of church before. Um, so when the pastor was talking at the very end about, you know, the, if you're feeling the tug in your heart to know more and you can feel Jesus calling you to walk forward and, you know, give your life to him. And, you know, I could feel it. Wow. I could, I felt like he was talking to me. And I know that there's a lot of people that experience yeah. that and they're not, they yeah. don't have the courage to, to, to move forward right. in that. Well, my um, story is similar. So, so, so yeah. but I, 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 I figured this was in my little eight-year-old mind. I thought, they don't know me. What difference does it make? Right. You know, I'm going to do with what I feel like I should do. Right. So I did. So I walked up to the front and I remember the pastor um, said to me, ask me my name and ask me why I chose to walk up to the front. And I looked at him and I, and I realized now he was asking to see if I was able to make a decision. You know, was I too young to make this decision or was I knowingly making this decision? And I, I looked him right in the face and I said, because I want God to be my daddy. And that was it. And right. I knew right then that that was the decision I was making. And it was truly from my heart. And that was, um, and then he took me to the back and he gave me the, a little Bible and talked uh, to me and, you know, did the, yeah, what the yeah. Baptists do. They take yes. you in the back room and yes, they, yes. they talk to you and they pray over you and they talk to you about baptism and they, they do that. And um, that was when uh, I went home feeling different. I didn't, it wasn't right. like I just made a decision. I went right. home feeling different. I felt like I, I was, I, I felt happy. I felt at peace and I felt excited right. about my tomorrows. Right. You know, right, right. Um, so anyway, that was yeah. that's a little tidbit of my story, and yeah. uh, it goes on and on. And but when God spoke to me that I would be um, that I would help transform foster care, that's I know we're going to be taking a break here in a second. Yeah, but just if we uh, can get back to that, I'd be happy to share. Yeah, that as we come back, that'll be a little tease for for you uh, who are listening, maybe zooming up and down forty five here in Conroe. Uh, as you get to wherever you're landing, uh, dial in to us on online at irlonestar.com and listen to the rest of the story because we still have a lot to talk about, especially the events coming up next week. Uh, so join us uh, on the other side of the break, and we'll talk to you in just a minute. 
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. And welcome back to the Good News Program. We are talking today with Terry Jaggers of Orphan Care Solutions. And uh, we were picking up, uh, we are going to pick up where she left off with uh, the the call on her life and her response uh, to God and that now God's her daddy. And not just some distant dad, but a personal, intimate dad. Uh, And so so that... uh, set you on a path that ultimately you were you knew you were going to be working with adoption and foster care at some point. Mm-hmm. So I know you want to pick up yeah. on the story and kind of Sure. So tell, now uh, fast track to adulthood. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. go you go through I'm not sure how much you're you gonna go jump. you go through a whole lot and we could have a whole right. other story Time of jump. just my life. Okay. okay. We one day we just do that. But um um when I became an adult, I I always knew that I had a heart for God had placed in my heart this seed that I was going to be involved in foster care. I just didn't know how as an adult that was going to look. And then um, my husband and I were married um, 16 days after we met, which is a whole nother story, but we've been married 33 years. Um, I actually got you beat. <laughs> did you? Yeah. In, in how short a time before you were married? Well, I, well, I, I we were engaged uh, four days and one lunch, one lunch uh, meeting uh, date. Uh, and we were married six months to the day we met. <laughs> so okay, so now twenty nine years. Okay, so I I met my husband. Okay, um, and sixteen days later we were married. Oh, you were married. Okay, yeah, no, no, we no you married. got me beat. <laughs> we got we we were married, but I married him for five years with five five year renewable options, because as a former foster and a um, <clears throat> I under I, I just and and just in my own experiences, you know, regardless, right, right, right. I I didn't know that I didn't believe that anybody could say they loved somebody. Right. And it not have some personal attachment of self-centeredness to it. Huh. There was a okay. there was a sense that love meant um, I want something from you. If I'm going to tell you I love you, right. it's because I'm going to benefit from it. Whether it's sexually or whether it's emotionally, um, it wasn't about the person being loved. Right. It was the person saying they loved, wanting something. As a form of manipulation yes. or whatever. Okay, yes. Okay. So I just didn't believe that and anybody. And was that your experience in foster? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was just my experience in life, life. and go across the board, you okay. know, okay. that that love had some, um, it wasn't longevity. Okay. Love didn't mean long. Love was um, superficial. Okay. And it was a word that was overused for personal gain. And always, maybe not always. But had an ulterior motive. Had an ulterior some, motive. At some point. Yeah. There was, at some was point, you were going to discover that. Yeah. There was a lot of deception in that word. Okay. So so okay. when I met my husband, um, he he told me, 
that he had met, he told me the second day that we were together that he had told his best friend the night before that he had met the woman he was going to marry, but that she didn't know it yet. And I looked right at him and I said, save your heart. If you think it's me, (laughs) you got a long way to go because I'm not getting married anytime soon. Well, we spent a lot of time together and I found that he was a great friend and somebody that I felt safe around. And I felt like I could see the sunset with him on a, on a porch swing. Okay. And my eighties. So I told him, um, I, one day on the 16th day after we were together, I told him, I said, you know what, if you asked me to marry you today, I'd probably say yes, but tomorrow I'd probably change my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I said, but I would only marry you for five years with five, five year renewable options. That's it. Take it or leave it. So we got married that night and we've been married now 32 years, 30, almost 33 years next week. Um, and uh, we got through the five, five-year renewable options. And what it taught me was, and this is the lesson in it for foster care, yeah, that the brokenness that people have in their lives, that young people have in their lives, is not easily fixed. And that when love and trust is broken, right. that to heal that, it takes a long time. Okay. And it takes agape love. It takes sacrificial love. And you don't see that in foster care. Foster kids don't see that kind of love. They never grow in it. They never experience it. It's about Christmas. Let me give you Christmas presents because our family wants to do something to feel good for us. So we're going to give you Christmas presents. It's really not about the kid. It's about the family giving because they want to teach their children or they want to do something good. Um, But it's really not about the receiver. And the receiver knows it. Right. Um, And so children... Children don't ever feel that are in foster care like they have value okay. because they are, they, everybody makes the decisions for them. Um, the caseworker tells them when they get to see their parents and when they don't, okay. they, where their siblings are, are not usually with them. And so it's a very chaotic system in which love is a word that is thrown out okay. irresponsibly. Okay. So well, I married him you. for five five years. We got we ended up. It took me twenty five years to know that somebody could say I love you and know what it means, okay. what the sacrifice of that is. And even more importantly, it took me twenty five years to know that I could tell somebody I love them and know what that is defined as, okay. what that means. So yeah, trauma is is difficult. And um, so well, there you go. There's for, a tidbit. And, but and for you, you were able to ultimately to come to a position where you you knew love. Uh, you knew that there was oh, my permanency. silver wedding anniversary. Okay, but but <laughs> is it your experience that that maybe a lot of foster kids never know that? Absolutely. Okay, so you know, it, we, because you said time, you said time. Perhaps ultimately you might know that, mm. but but do you it, has it been your experience that regardless of time, there are some kids that grow into adults who never know that, never yeah. sense that, never Absolutely. receive it or give it. Absolutely, okay. and that's a real problem where the church has failed. Ah. Okay. You know, um, okay. uh, for uh, James one twenty seven mm-hmm. makes it really clear that if we want to please God, if if we want to show Him how uh, practice some sort of religion right. that in His sight He finds is pure, right. that it's that we would care for the widows and the orphans in their distress. Right. Well, what does that mirror? Well, it mirrors the same exact relationship that that God had for us by giving us his son and loving us and adopting us into heirs. So when we reflect that kind of love by giving our time and our talents to these kids, we're demonstrating that love. The problem is the church has abandoned that role way too often and for far too long. And so most of these children don't have um, 
support around them that is unconditional love. They okay. don't they don't have that. They don't have uh, um, foster families. They go most an average foster child who's in foster care is in foster care um, for you know five and a half years. Well, if you're in foster care for okay. five and a half years and you have been in you know eighteen schools, right? That means you've been in how many families? Right, right. You know, so there's not a reflection of love. There's not even education of love. The kids are not seeing it even within the structure of a, of a, of a foster family right. because they're being shifted too fast for it to ever root for them to ever, from young men to ever learn what it's like to be a husband, right. to be a man. Um, and, and it, and it affects these kids their entire lives. And then they become uh, teenagers. Right? right. And what are they looking for? They're looking for love. Right. They didn't get it. They don't have it. They're looking for it and they look for it and they get sucked into all the wrong types of love. Right. And the majority of our uh, two thirds of our foster young girls, by the time they're 21, if they when they've aged out, they already have babies. So right. two thirds. So and, and and why is that? Because they're looking for love, but they're not knowing what right. that really looks like, what it well, really should look like. And, and here's a, a, in this case, a, a girl, a woman, and the male is saying, "I love you," mm -hmm. because of that ulterior motive mm -hmm. of sex. Exactly. So. Um, this will be a lead-in question that is probably going to be impossible to answer with any short time. So we'll we'll go into the break with perhaps part of your answer, and then come out of it on, on the permanent loving families. Well, well, it's about the church. And adoption. Yeah, oh, it's okay. about it's about the church. So the church has failed uh, by and large. The church has failed. So what should the church do then? Be, uh, and and I'll, I'll have a lead-in question because it's my observation as well is that the church, generally speaking, not all churches, right, but exactly. the church, generally speaking, mm -hmm. is a very juvenile church. Mm -hmm. uh, it wants to be entertained. Uh, there are light popcorn messages that are usually delivered. Uh, there are short-term missions that people go on, largely for the benefit of the people going rather than the people receiving. So there seems to be a lot of things within the church that, that would cause foster care or orphan care to fall into that juvenilization. Yeah. So, but that's a lead in. And if it goes in a different direction from your experience, because I don't have your experience with the church. So maybe we can begin your thoughts and then we'll come back on the other side of the break and complete the thoughts. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> Are we going now? No, go ahead and get started. Well, well, let's just go ahead and go to break. Because <laughs> it was, that was my worry. I thought this is a big question that's going to take a lot of time to unpack. So sorry for uh, for leading in. So let's let's, uh, yeah, let's we'll, go ahead and take the break. We'll take the break now because that's this a good is a big question, question, and I want her to have the full, uh, I know. The full so time to answer it. That was completely unfair. So Terry, I have to ask for her. I'm hanging on by the edge of my seat as well. <laughs> I want to know what her answer is too. So all right, Jake, we'll take us take us into break, and then on the other side, we'll we'll start to unpack it because I definitely want to get to all the stuff that's about to happen as well. I don't want us to lose that time. So we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Lone Star Community Radio presents the Lone Star Radio Troupe. This talented cast will perform radio plays right here in the Lone Star Studios located in downtown Conroe. There will be a new performance every first Sunday of the month. And if you miss the broadcast, just go to Lone Star Community Radio's podcast. 
or YouTube anytime during that month. Go to OurLoneStar.com archives to find the Lone Star Radio Troops' latest play that's available. This is Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's 104.5 FM and 106.1 FM Community Station. Find us on the web at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is a supporter to the performing arts in Montgomery County, Texas. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. And welcome back to the Good News Program. We are here with uh, Terry Jaggers of Orphan Care Solutions and uh, so sorry again for the horrible lead-in, uh, but as we come out of the break, uh, one of the things that, uh, that we leveled, and both of us did, was there's a description of a potential problem within the church, or a problem within the church, uh, and I know you have a very specific prescription for what to do about it. So, so as we pick up the conversation again, why don't you kind of unpack a little bit about the church and what you think the solution would be for us to, as a faith community to help. Okay, well, let's talk about the problem. Yes. Okay, first. Um, The problem seems to be uh, more than one problem. But first, I think a lot of it is ignorance. I think that the church just really doesn't understand foster care and doesn't know how they can can invest their talents into solutions that would help further the kingdom for these children. Right. Okay, I I, I truly think a lot of it is that. Yeah, and let me just just attest to that because, as you know, I have a degree from, from a seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a pastor um, for two different churches, and I, b- before I met you, had no clue about orphan care. Could read it in the Bible, mm-hmm. but had no clue what it, it was. It was this uh, um, hard-to-deal-with blob of stuff over there, which I could see the command and had no clue about how to go about helping. Yeah. So, yeah. so I can attest that ignorance— yeah. You know, at least from my point of view and my yeah, and it's complicated. It, it's not it just is. it's not just that it is. It's it's complicated. This is a system that is riddled in red tape right. and bureaucracy, right? And organizations of each every one of them has their own fiefdom of of right. responsibility and accountability and and authority. They think you know, and, right. and so working together and working within it is very very complex. It's very right. difficult. Um, so yes, absolutely. I think there's a lot of ignorance, right. but I also think that the truth is, you know, who wants to really sit around and talk about abuse mm. and neglect and broken bones and sexual abuse mm. and being, and kids being locked in, 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 in closets and being chained to beds for years of their life and not fed. Um, who wants to really talk about the types of things that foster care really sees every day? People, it's dark, it's ugly. It is, it is not amusing. It is not a feel good. Um, in fact, the more you understand and the more you know about it, the harder it is to want to stay involved in it because it almost becomes overwhelming with a sense of this is what the enemy 
thrives in. Yes. And if we live and we work in it, right. um, we get overwhelmed by it. And so I think that the church doesn't, not only are they ignorant, I think that they don't want to. I think there's a, a, a there, when they start to, right. there's almost a, this is too, too tough. Right. This is too messy. I'm not equipped. And, and I want to encourage the church to know you are equipped. We don't have to do something that we're not equipped for. Right. We have to invest in our talents, what we are equipped for, the right. things that God's given us, the, the gifts he's given us. When we invest them into the foster care system, it's natural. It feels easy. It is uncomplicated right. and it is life breathing. Right. And, and that's what we have to do. And that's what we have to continue to help the churches to understand is we're all, we all have talents. Right. How do we invest them? Where are they needed? That's what Orphan Care Solutions is doing. And that's what the upcoming events are all about that we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Yes, yes, coming up. <laughs> well, and I know that uh, that the the James uh, uh, passage that you, you quote quite yes. often of the pure religion and the widows and the orphans <clears throat> is followed very soon thereafter by, if you lack wisdom, ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, it, it would strike me that God would not give a command in his inspired word to go and care for a group of people and then not equip his people to right. do it. Right. Right. It just is it's incongruent right. with God's character. Right. Um, so, um, but again, it's, I think it's people uh, like you uh, who have both not only the passion, uh, but the ability to see the problems and then the, the the solutions and almost having an iron will as I've gotten to know you, an iron will to just impose that onto the system to say, there's a way to do this and here's how you do it. Right. And then the system responds. Right. And the government was, and, the government makes gonna, terrible parents. Yeah. They are terrible right. parents. They're not equipped to be good parents. And that was the church's responsibility. Right. So, right. yeah, you know, but they are still the, Ever overimposing reality. Yeah. Well. Yes. But that's it. So. So. Okay. So. So. Uh, ignorance, uh, messiness, willful ignorance, probably somewhere mm -hmm. in the in the mm -hmm. uh, in the middle. So then, what's the solution? So how how have you constructed uh, your organization and so again, sort of imposed your will on governmental organizations mm -hmm. to create the solutions? Right. So. Well, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, the goal is— And I know is, you do a lot, so yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard to— So I'm going to be in a nutshell. Yes, yes. Um, in a nutshell, our goal is to educate and empower the church okay. so that they can understand how and what their talents are and then match those talents into a foster care system that is too complicated for them to be able to navigate on right. their own. Okay. So Orphan Care Solutions acts as the clearinghouse and bridge okay. between— the foster care stakeholders' problems, the okay. needs of the kids and the problems that exist in our system. Right, okay. And the solutions that can be generated through the talents of the church collectively. Okay. And and that can look individually, you know, like um, whether it's you or, mm -hmm. or or your neighbor or, you know, your, your best friend, or whether it's your entire small group or whether it's your church as a ministry. Okay. But it, it you know, it's, it's, um, it's holistic, not just... Not just a, okay, well, we need more foster parents. And right. so we're going to completely talk about all we, we got to have foster parents. Right. And that right. excludes people who are in their seventies who have had businesses and are super, super um, organized and, and mindful about business um, because they're not, I, I can't handle being a foster parent. Right. Their talent needs to be more in the mentoring and in the helping develop right. um, strong strategic plans 
for um, some of our nonprofits as they grow uh-huh. and develop okay. into um, more sustainable um, nonprofits to help more kids. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a place for everybody to get involved and they just need to know what is your talent? <clears throat> and I honestly think that's probably the hardest thing for all of us okay. is to really identify what is it that God's gifted me with? Right. You know, right. what what can I do well that I can invest? And, and that looks different for every person, whether it's a teacher who's great at teaching, which obviously could be a tutor, Right. In a in a zip code that a foster that they live in that a foster kid is also in. Right. 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 That you can match, or whether it is a foster, a family that wants to foster, or a family that wants to adopt, or mentors for programs like Hope's Path. Okay. That for kids that have aged out of the system right. that need financial guidance and they need uh, to understand uh, healthcare and they need to understand how to navigate. Um, contracts for rental property and and purchasing cars and you know, th- these yeah. types of things are necessary and without any kind of intellectual capital from the generation that has been through it, um, right. uh, they that that aren't necessarily interested in fostering or adopting they they flounder and they make bad choices okay. and some of those bad choices can haunt them for their entire lives. So everybody has a you could you could be a violin teacher, and you know what there's going to be a kid that comes into foster care that says, I wish I could play the violin. Right. So it's, it's important that our church can register their talents on the talent database at orphancaresolutions.com. So there's actually okay. a place on our website where once you know what you're good at, I'm a great CPA or I'm a great lawyer or I'm a great teacher or I'm a great fisherman or I'm a, whatever you're great at right. um, quilting, go to orphancaresolutions.com, go to the needs tab Okay. And it will scroll down. It'll say, register your talent. And then we can match the talents like we did when, with Harvey. Right. Um, by being able to help get some of our families sheetrockers and people to get them back into their home as soon as possible. So that those families were not um, dis, uh, disassembled right. and placed in and kids removed and placed in other, other foster homes. So you never know what God will call you to do. But unless you're willing to get in the game and say, I'm willing to Annie in and say, yes, we can't call on you. Okay. Right. And, and so that's I, just one thing. I implore everybody out there to, you know, to back up what you're saying. Think about when you were first growing up, when you were 18, 19, you know, getting that first job, having to fill out your taxes for the first time and, and not knowing how to do it. Um, I just, I just got a new job and I'm having yeah. to, you know, decipher between healthcare plans. I've never done that before. I had to call my parents. These kids don't have those adults don't, they don't have the parents there to mentor them. So right. I encourage y'all to right. every, every task, every skill has a, a use. And, so and think about, think about the simplest things. Even um, when you first had your car, you got, you, you finally got your first car <laughs> and you got a ticket, right? And you're like, I don't know what this is. Or had and, to get right. your registration and, done. And, and I don't know what this right. is. Exactly. And so right. I ignore it. Right. And then what happens when you ignore your ticket? You have a warrant out for your yeah, arrest. Yeah, bad thing. And then next thing you know, it spirals. Right. So, I mean, just the simplest things in life, you know, um, transitioning into adulthood is huge. Right. And um, so, yeah, there's lots of talents. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. Well, and even at Hope's Path, if, you know, and as you uh, gave us the tour, gave me the tour, uh, the, the kids uh, that are in there, well, I guess the young adults, really, that are in there, uh, you were showing me had just the their schedule of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and not only chores that they must do for themselves, but also for, for the community, whether mm-hmm. it's cooking or cleaning or mm-hmm. taking out the crash, uh, trash. Or helping the neighbor. Helping the neighbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a number of the things. Leaves, I mean, Because you think you're right. I mean, that that it would seem that, that, that you could turn inward as a foster kid going from place to place to place and 
and not want to reach out or not want to be part of a community. And so places like Hope's Path, right. seems like not only are they giving them the simplest of life skills, uh, but also are saying you there is a community that you can trust. And and our and our hope is that they're, we're healing some of their I can't love, I don't know what love is right, right. type of things that occur from trauma, right? right? That that by by engaging in their life selflessly, by giving them tools to successfully sustain independence, right. that gives them an understanding of hope. And where does hope come from? It comes right. from love. Right. And right. And and it's offshoots of security. And, right. And Absolutely. love back. And right. forgiveness. And so, um, so Terry, we're, we're going to go to uh, a break. I think we'll have our final segment. And so we got to talk about what's coming up. Yes. National adoption. <laughs> Day. I know. So, so we'll be talking about that on the other side of the break. Uh, you're listening to the good news show with Ted Cox and Terry Jaggers. Uh, don't forget, we will post a link to orphancaresolutions.com from our Facebook page. Uh, so go to the needs, check it out, fill it out and become a part of their solution. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM, 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. And welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. Uh, I am uh, a host each Thursday from 1 to 3. You're listening on Conroe's own uh, IR Lone Star. Uh, you can listen to us. Uh, you probably are if you're jetting up and down 45 on 104.5 or 106.1. And whenever you get uh, landed, you can stream us live on either the app or IRLoneStar.com. Uh, and we're here uh, every Thursday afternoon from 1 to 3. Uh, today, we have uh, Terry Jaggers back in uh, to talk about uh, orphan care, uh, and there are some pretty big events coming up uh, in the next week or two, uh, and so we wanted to talk about both. There's two separate events, so well, actually three, but, but two separate types of events, so I want you to talk about the events, when they are, where they are, uh, what you need, if you need people from the community to participate or come alongside uh, and just kind of run, run us through what the next couple of weeks look like. 
Okay, I'll be happy to. Yeah. Okay, so this is Orphan Sunday. We, uh, the 12, this coming Sunday is Orphan Sunday. Last Sunday was also Orphan Sunday. Uh, okay. We celebrate two Sundays in November all across the world. Um, and so churches all over the greater Houston, Montgomery County area are all, uh, several of them are communicating that message of, okay. you know, James 127. Uh-huh. And, but you can't just communicate a message and a command and not have next steps that you right. can point them to. Right. So um, we have, uh, summits that are scheduled all over the greater Houston area. Okay. The closest one in Montgomery County is next next Saturday. Okay. Um, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday at Woods Edge Community Church. But the summits are geared towards um, providing a place for the community to go to and learn in breakout sessions of their choice. Go to any of them that they're interested in and learn about um, what does it take to be a foster parent? What is the process to adopt a okay. child from foster care? All right. What is um, what type of volunteer opportunities are there in the community? Um, uh, what um, what if I wanted to create an orphan ministry? What might that look like in our church? Um, what is kinship care, and how do we help? Or what are tangibles we could do when, regarding donations, school supplies, or or Christmas gifts, or things like that? How how might we get involved in that individually? Okay. Or or how is my talent used exactly? We're where could my talent be utilized? Right. Um, and it gives everybody that attends, it's free. We okay. have them all over. You can go to orphancaresolutions.com. It's on the homepage. Okay. You know, check out and see which which summit is closest to you. Um, it's only from 8.30 to, to 12.30, I think. And okay. you can leave whenever you're ready. If you hear the ones you want okay. um, and you've got your, you know, God's spoken to you, then go whatever, you know, but there's like four or five sessions that run it simultaneously. Okay. And so you can pick wh- which ones you're most interested in. Um, but it really equips the church to learn and 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 be able to know uh, okay. ways that they can engage. So that's coming up. Okay. Um, so really encourage, we really need, I mean, wouldn't it be awesome? We have 4,000 children in foster care that do need adoptive families right here in the greater Houston area. 4,000. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry, in Texas that we have four. Th- okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I just got the new statistic. It was... Um, 5,999 children in Texas that are right now, yesterday, available. 999, 5,999. Right. That was was yesterday's statistic. I was like, wait a minute. I know the statistic. I just just published it. Um, um, That that are available for adoption right here in Texas. So, you know, if if we have, how many churches do we have just in this community alone? If it was one church, one child, yeah. you know, if every church yeah. could just really wrap their loving arms around either one foster child that was not going to be adopted right. or one adoptable child, we wouldn't have this problem, right? right. So that's my encouragement of the church. Right. Let's just, it's, it can't be, it's not that monumental. We can do this. Right. So that's coming up. Um, okay. Also, what's coming up yeah, is, is 20, exciting. I know, <laughs> Wednesday, yeah. um, we started off the show talking about yes. how this one event has yes. transformed foster care already yes. in this community, and it's now got legs across the country, right? Okay. So National Adoption Day is, um, well, and actually National Adoption Month is the month of November, okay. and Montgomery County celebrates Adoption Day Wednesday, November the 15th. November, okay. Wednesday, November okay, so the coming 15th. up. That's, yeah. It's always the Wednesday before Thanksgiving week here in Montgomery County. Okay. Okay, that's, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving week, okay. right? So um, this week, or this coming Wednesday, we will have 26 children wow. that will be adopted into 17 families wow. all on one day, which um, is exciting. And there'll be Santa Claus and 
there's a volunteers will be there. If you want to volunteer, go to orphancaresolutions.com, yeah. go to the volunteer tab, click on the, on the calendar event you want to volunteer for, and you will get back with you and let you, but there's a cookie cookie station and there's, okay. there's crafts and there's, there's, uh, their first photo with Santa as a family. Oh, wow. Um, and there's making, uh, Sam Houston state university, uh, students will be there to help the kids make their, um, picture frames for okay. the kids. And, and it's just a great day. It's so much fun for these families. And I'm so encouraging by that wants to get involved in that. So to, it's here. It's in at the Montgomery downtown, County Courthouse, right downtown across Conroe, yeah, downtown, Conroe. Uh, right across the, the street, actually from where we are sitting currently, yes. Uh, yes. right on the main street. Yes. And so you, you mentioned a few things that are going to be happening. What are some of the volunteers that you need? Well, what we need types of volunteers, that you volunteers need? that are willing to help kids with crafts. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Volunteers that can, um, uh, help, you know, some of these families have like many children and right. it's hard right. for them to juggle the cookies and the drinks and the, right. and the stuff and the games and the gifts and, play zone them, defense. and, and right. Okay. So we need people that can help navigate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, that can help navigate, um, some of these families to keep corral of okay. their kids yes. where they okay. can still have fun. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, and, and then in the, in the court, in the courthouse itself, in the, in the courtroom, um, it's just a really beautiful a thing to watch right. these families as they raise their right hand to, you know, to the court right. and testify um, their love and desire to be a family. Right. And the children that have to consent to this process as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no, it's Even a choice from both sides. Yes, children it is. as well? Mm-hmm. Children. And okay. now when they're little, little, they can't, right? Well, but I'm thinking if they're old five, enough six, for the, seven, eight, yeah, if they're old enough that. for have a conversation with the judge, the judge asks them, you know, do you know why you're here today? And right. some of them are so cute with their toothless front teeth, <laughs> you know, and they're trying to explain why they're being yes, adopted. Sir, yes, sir, I know why I'm here. Yes. yes, can we get back out to Santa? Yes, Santa's waiting for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they're so cute, and they come in their 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 clothes, and oh. uh, per, and and then some of them they'll have their pictures taken with a chalkboard or something that will say, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I've been in foster care 932 days, and today I have my forever family. You oh, know, or wow. yeah, it's just beautiful. It's a wow. great event. Um, uh, so yeah, but we have volunteers that we need. So okay. go register and we'll get in touch with you. And, you know, whether it's helping serve food or helping take pictures with Santa or helping with the craft table or the games or um, just keeping the kids corralled and making sure they get their Thanksgiving turkeys so they can have their H-E-B oh, turkey um, for their wow. first family Thanksgiving together. It's a great day. So, but, you that know, fun. That, that's, what, a, what a good day. Th then that leads us to one more real big need yes. that I want to yeah, really... We have, a, we have a couple of minutes. So okay. I want to make sure everything's covered. This, this one big need in the family is, you know, we have, or in the, in the, in the communities, we have um, 972 foster children in Montgomery County. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's in conservation. Those are children that are foster kids in this community alone. Okay. okay? Um, they need Christmas, but the problem is we have 50 families here okay. that were severely affected by Harvey. Ah, okay. And their families are in, severe needs. Okay. So we've partnered with KSBJ radio. Okay. Um, and we've, we're trying very hard to help these families not only get what they need, but also supply some wants. Okay. Okay. So All right. I know that we've got Christmas wishes and we want, so go to orphancaresolutions.com. Those 50 families are designated on the website. Okay. You can actually go to one of those families, look at their registry okay. with Walmart and look at what their most important need is. It may be a refrigerator. It may be okay. an oven. It may be um, washer and dryer, but we've got to get these families back into sustainable lives okay. so that these children can get back in those homes because we don't have resources to place them anywhere else.
Okay. So, you know, really major, look at major needs, major needs with yes. uh, our foster families right now at Christmas time and um, really want to encourage you or small group. Anybody, if you guys want to okay. want to participate as a group or individually, uh, contact me or contact, um, go directly to the website and okay. pick a family, pick a child. Well, that, I mean, that, that is a lot going on and, and there's a lot of needs, but, but you, as you've already called out, there is a large number of congregations and small groups mm-hmm. who, if we go to your website, orphancaresolutions.com, we'll link to it on our Facebook page, uh, we can easily, easily meet these needs. Uh, so we have the summit coming up yes. next Saturday. Yes. We have the adoption day uh, with part of the National Adoption Month next Wednesday mm-hmm. here in downtown Conroe yep. at the courthouse. Uh, and then the immediate needs of uh, suffering from Hurricane Harvey even still today, right. these many, many, many weeks afterwards. Uh, so there is a lot to uh, lot that can be done by people who may hear this broadcast and say, you know, as you've said so many times, uh, we might not know what to do, but we can do something. Right. Uh, so go to orphancaresolutions.com. Look on the volunteer side for volunteering next Wednesday. Look at the summit if you want to know more about adoption. And look at the families if you think you or your congregation or your small group can supply the needs and the wants for these families. And so we look to have you on maybe another time to tell us all about the updates. Yes. Thanks so much for coming on. Maybe future co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. She's good. I love that. She's good. I like her. No doubt. Thanks. (laughs) So thanks, Terry. uh, And we'll talk to to you all. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah. If I don't see you before. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to everyone uh, next Thursday, beginning at 1 Central. See you then. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.